Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over Going excellent, shaking off the rest from in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. We are your hosts, Nathan and Nick. How's it going today, Nick? Holiday break, as I'm sure all of you are trying to get back in the swing. To start things off, we're going to look at the College Football Championship. Nathan, kick us off here. Well, as may be expected, um, rematching the SEC, and you know this is the second time this has happened, um, Georgia versus Bama. And it had happened once um, before the playoff when Bama and LSU played uh, before the college football playoff kicked off. Um, an SEC matchup for the championship. I know this brings a lot of like questions and should there be a playoff? La 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 la. Before I give my picks, I do want to say this. I think this this reinforces more how much of a playoff that we do need. In fact, I think this reinforces more that we need expansion. And you probably think I'm I'm going crazy because it's like what you had two blowouts in the semifinals. Um, why do we need more play? Why do we need more teams? And why do we even need a playoff? Because the two obvious teams win every time. First of all, to all those people that have those doubts, if if we never had a playoff in the first place, let's just say it would be uh, Alabama and Michigan right now for the national championship. Georgia wouldn't even have the chance. They would be playing in some sort of um, um, New Year's Six Bowl or at the time BCS Bowl. So that's why it's important to have a playoff. And, and in all honesty, several times, I mean, almost every single time, we haven't seen a one versus two seed play in fact the first year we had the college football playoff the four seed beat the one seed in the semifinals it is extremely important that we have a playoff and in fact i think it's very important that we have a playoff um and and that it needs to be expanded i go back to at least my eight team expansion where four automatic bids come in for the four conference champions in the in the conferences that have the most top 25s and then four at large bids and the the first round they host the game and then you have the neutral sites from there on out. So because all of these playoff games are just so lopsided and, and it's not always the one and two seeds that are always in the championship is more of a reason why I feel like this, this playoff needs to be expanded and, and we need to give these teams more of a shot. It's all about matchups. It's all about, you know, it, even though Georgia destroyed, uh, Michigan, Alabama recently just dis- destroyed Georgia, but at the same time, te- you know, a team like Auburn bear, uh, should have beat Alabama and should have been there in the first place. So th- that's why there there needs to be some more teams because there's just anything can happen, um, and I think that it's all about matchups. So, anyways, 
that's my two cents on that. You can give your two cents when you when you uh, talk about your picks, Nick. But I'm looking at this game, and I'm just I'm looking at you know Kirby Smart can't beat Nick Saban. He he simply cannot. Saban owns him um, like none other. So Bama minus two and a half. I gotta go with Bama minus two and a half. I honestly I I don't think Bama's Bama doesn't look that good to me against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati looked. Cincinnati's offense terrible. Ritter, uh, the quarterback for Cincinnati, he just looked like he just was so amped up, so frigidy and nervous and, and fidgety, and and he didn't know what to do with the ball. That that to me was what the issue was. Cincinnati defense played phenomenal. Bryce Young did not have a good game at all, but for some reason they played Kirby Smart and they look like you know an an NFL team basically. So. I still like Bama minus two and a half here, and I'm going to do the over under as well because why not? It's 52. I think I'm going to I'm going to definitely pick the over here, and you know Bama just put up 41. Now they're not going to put up 41 again. Um, I think you know watching some tape, you can make some adjustments, but Bama's going to come out with some new stuff for Kirby that Kirby's not going to be able to figure out, and there's nothing that Kirby can bring that Saban hasn't already figured out. So. I think Bama's going to put up some points, and I don't like their defense that well. So I think Georgia put up will put up some points too. So I, I think think this is going to be the over the fifty two, but I'm going to pick Bama minus two and a half against the spread. Yeah, interesting road how both teams came into the championship. Georgia, where originally last week I thought that would be a pretty knockout dragout type of matchup against Michigan, ended up not being the case. Georgia just took control early on and made Michigan go into a format of playing that they are not comfortable doing, which is having to chuck the ball a lot to get back into the game. So Georgia took control of that right away. The Bama and Cincinnati game definitely was a closer throughout the game than most would probably have anticipated. Definitely hats off to Cincinnati for coming and not wanting to be a participant in the game, but trying to do their best to win the game. Um, some, Like you said, some mishaps offensively just kind of ultimately cost Cincinnati from being even closer down the final stretch of the game. With that being said, we're going to rematch at the SEC championship with, as Nathan mentioned, Alabama won that one the first time, scoring 40-plus points, where Georgia was just at 21. So are we going to get the same kind of score? I, I'd i be shocked if we did. It's going to be definitely different because, when, like Nathan said, once teams have seen each other and have film on their current iteration of that team, they definitely have time to adjust and think things through and figure it out, especially having the 10 days that they've had since that game. What am I looking at here? For me, the spread's a little too close with two and a half for me to pick. Whoever's going to win is going to be three or more. So with that being said, the line I really like is the over and under because in the last seven times that we've had this playoff format where the championship game's going on, last seven times, six of the seven have been 60 points or more. The only time it was under that, which this doesn't really go well with my point I'm staying with was when Bama and Georgia played each other, they went into overtime. That total ended up being around 49 points. So history kind of works against me there, but I'm going to go with the odds of what the other six championship games had going on for them, where the other games were well over 52 points where the line's at. So I'm going to take the over as well for this line. That's one I really like and think that's going to be a true indication because Nathan said Alabama's defense is not what it used to be. It's not vaunted. They can be stifling in moments, but for them to consistently do that doesn't seem to be the case. 
Georgia is always a hard puzzle to figure out because they can defensively dominate the teams they're supposed to. In Michigan, they were able to. That wasn't a team they were necessarily supposed to, but they were able to do that. So could Georgia do it? Probably, but I'm going to have faith in Saban's ability and his offensive coordinator's ability to work around those problems that Georgia will try to present defensively. Georgia's going to score points. Alabama's going to score points. It's going to be well over 52, in my opinion. Moving on into the NFL territory now. This is going to be a little more lighthearted type of topic here. The Washington football team is set to announce what their team name is going to be February 2nd. Being the forecasters, we want to take a look at what we think it could be based on the names that are still available. So we're we're kind of getting a chance to whittle down what the choices are because I think they started out with well over 16. Um, the last article I read, they had eight names and they narrowed it down to six. What Nathan and I are going to try to do is forecast which one of these six names is going to be the name they stick with. According to the CBS article I'm looking at, the Washington football team, six names that are still in the running are the Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Defenders, Red Hogs, or Commanders. Nathan, do any of those names stick out to you as what their name will be, or is there one a wild card or dark horse out there that you have? Well, there's actually seven. The football team is actually a finalist, the one that they have now. So that's also for grabs. So I'm I'm gonna really break this down, and I'm gonna do process of elimination. The first the first one I'm gonna eliminate is um, presidents, um, and this is why. So they they already got in trouble. You know, for having a, a a term called Redskins with kind of their logo and stuff. So, if they have presidents, you know what what what's their logo going to be uh, of a president? And then they're going to be like, what if they put a white person on their logo as a president? <laughs> will they will they be in more hot water? You're you're gonna be flirting with some controversy there. Just picking something anything remotely controversial there and i think with if you pick presidents and then you're trying to figure out a logo i don't know especially what they just came from i think that's a little little um a little dicey so i'm gonna remove that i honestly think red hogs is the next one i'm gonna remove one that just sounds so stupid and i can't imagine a pig being a mascot but i think they're gonna want to not have anything to do that's remotely close to red skins so you know they need something completely different because if it's like red hogs people might start accidentally saying red skins because they're so used to that for saying it for 50 years because they both start with red and just they don't want any sort of association with the previous one so i think presidents and red hogs are removed so that and, and then I'm, I'm gonna remove football team because this is stupid so that leaves me with commanders defenders and, uh, brigade and I don't even know Armada. So which means I'm gonna get rid of um, two of these four simply because I had to Google what they were. Um, I knew a brigade was some sort of like a defense or an army, but I I think you know I, I, maybe I'm like an average American when it comes to like knowing my vocabulary words, but like I feel like these two words are not many people are gonna know. It's not. They're they're kind of feminine words to me. Armada it gives me a feminine vibe. Not to be sexist here, but it's just you want a you want a mascot that is a very aggressive name. And Armada and Brigade doesn't give me such um, that aggression in that name. So I'm gonna remove those, which leads me to Commanders and Defenders. 
uh, before I pick mine, I, I want to hear your process first. You can go, go down to two if you want, and then I can pick mine. But um, I want I want to leave the listeners hanging here. G- give me your your process of elimination. Well, my process of elimination, first, when we started researching for this, one name that was a possibility were Sentinels. And I kind of fist pumped because that reminded me of not necessarily a well-received sports movie. I don't think it was poorly received, not well-received, but the movie the replacements more nostalgia sentinels isn't in the final running but when i saw it was a possibility i thought that'd be neat if it made it but it didn't so that's neither here nor there um for me i agree i think presidents is going to be eliminated just because it that position seems to be very divisive and they're trying to distance themselves from being divisive if they can for me i think armada and brigade and defenders those three they're not bad terms to choose from per se. I'm sure there's a good rationale, especially with the military roots and everything that we're very proud of our nation as well as we should be. So those are not bad choices. I just think they're hard names to wrap your head around to rally behind. I, they just don't seem to fit the typical mold of how teams team names are chosen. Now, we Nathan and I have only the Jaguars, Panthers, and Texans right off the top of my head, as teams that have been expansion teams since we've been watching, where those have been the newer names. So for me, Red Hogs did stay in the running because I think of maybe they do something like the Razorbacks or something like that. I know that's not the name they're choosing as Razorbacks, but Red Hogs and Commanders are the two right now I'm between. You want to give the reveal of which one you think they're going to go with? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the one that just matches my... So we have a, a Catholic school here, and they're... Their uh, mascot is Defenders, and they have that maroonish, reddish color. Um, so they're the St. Michael Defenders. And so um, I think they're going to end up going with – I think this is a toss-up, but I'm simply going to go with Defenders simply because um, of the association here. Not not because of it, but um, I would like it. You know, It would be kind of a neat story or not story, but just a neat uh, – coincidence per se um is for them to match the color and the mascot of the local catholic school here (laughs) in finley ohio so i am going to go with defenders very nice and like the reason you eliminated red hogs i mean the hogs were a big part of the franchise when they were in their prosperous years so for them the i don't know if they want to disassociate from that but like you said the the red part of it to have that connotation of what their previous name was, I think will be the ultimate influence of why they don't go with Red Hogs. Ultimately, I think they go with commanders more so than defenders. Not a real good rationale or logic behind it. It just commanders sounds like taking charge than the other names that I left on the board, which was Red Hogs. Presidents, again, too divisive. Defenders seems like you're only favoring one side of the ball. Picking out my hat, I'm going to go with Commanders, the opposite way that you went, where you went with Defenders, and that's our feel. So we'll see February 2nd which one ends up right. We both may end up being wrong. We may have eliminated the wrong choice. And if you want to let us know, commenting on what your pick is, we'd be glad to hear it. Moving on into our landscape here, we're going to move not quite to picks yet. We're going to give our thoughts on seeing the 17th game for these NFL teams, week 18 in the NFL. What are our thoughts, feelings, reactions to having this week 18? Nathan, I'll go ahead and let you kick it off on this. The only thing I don't like is I I don't like 
I, maybe it's just the engineer engineering me, but I don't like the odd number. I don't like finishing either nine and eight or eight and nine. Um, there was something about this the the sixteen game schedule. Sixteen games is half of you know thirty two, which is how many teams there are. It's just like four divisions. Everything was so divisive by four, and there's something <laughs> engineering satisfying about that. Uh, I still like it. I don't think the extra game does any good in all reality. I think the teams that are that are in are going to be in um, at the end of the day. So what I would like to see, though, is maybe see this weekend as like a playing game. Because so many people have, or the longer the longer the season is, the sooner teams are going to be able to clinch. So... Um, we were talking about this offline, and we're going to talk about it in our picks. The, these are these are the toughest picks because you don't know who's going to be sitting and who's not. And so many teams are going to be sitting players just to stay healthy, which is smart because it really doesn't matter because they've clinched their division or clinched the seed or clinched the wild card or something. So it really doesn't matter if they win or, or lose. Um, what really matters if who wins or lose is you know the teams around the seven, eight, nine seeds. Also the 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 seeds up near the top, you know, for the the number one seed. Even though the Packers already clits theirs, and I think if you know Titans lose and Chiefs win, um, you know Chiefs could get the number one seed. So I I felt like the best football was last weekend when like I mean that imagine that Bengals Chiefs game, how important that would have been if that was the last game of the season, you know. But now it's Chiefs and Broncos, you know. It's it, no one really cares, you know, Titans in Houston. Maybe it's just a bad draw of, of of the games for this final week, but and then on top of it, half the teams all have one extra home game this year, which I feel like brings an unfair advantage to some of the other teams who had one extra away game. So uh, I I don't know the reason for it, to be honest. Um I don't think it's necessary. I, I think adding to the season at the end is even worse because it's like we're already playing into mid-February. That's long enough. It's, you know, start the, the football season week sooner instead of adding a week onto it. So parts I like, parts I don't like. Um, if they keep it, there's some changes I would like to make to it. Um, but, you know, overall, it's just another weekend where we get to bet on football. So you can't, you can't, uh, can't complain about that. And for most of that, that's absolutely the sentiment. It's like it's another week I get of football. Um, going into this, the beginning of the season, I think you and I talked about this at some point, or I talked to somebody about this. And for me, adding the extra week contradicts the whole notion of we want to keep our players healthy. Can this week be compelling? Yes. But like Nathan said, last week was very compelling for a lot of teams. They were getting eliminated. Some were clinching and so on. So to add this extra game, I had talked to Nathan about this when we were texting back and forth when we're getting down to this home stretch. And I feel like if you're given the extra home game, there should have been some kind of system saying like, hey, week 16, we are going to start. We will maneuver the schedule to be where we have these matchups. They they got lucky and they have one where you have the Raiders versus the Chargers where the winner gets in. So you did luck out in doing that. But if you're going to do this extra game, let's make it something that's going to be what they can sink their teeth into. Give them mat- give us matchups that are going to help define a spot. 
for me, adding the extra week, like it's good because I like watching football, but for the player safety that you're trying to say, this is what we're worried about, this is what we're concerned about, really, it really doesn't send that message home by adding this extra game. And like Nathan said, trying to extend the season into another week and then getting them into mid-February. Yes, as fans, we get football longer, which is good, but it I don't think it added anything this year. And maybe it was just how the year worked out, but honestly, this would have been the ideal year for this to be great because it took a long time for teams to have that dominance, especially in the AFC. They were so bunched up for quite some time that they they have the most teams still in contention or mathematically in contention for it. They have 10 teams currently that have a chance to get in the playoffs. You have that, but that doesn't feel like more or less than what other years have. It feels like the same amount. So adding this game, I don't, it's nice as a fan to be able to watch more games. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into our picks for this week. We're going to do the best we can with what we think is going to be rolling out on the field for these matchups. Starting with our spread picks. Nathan, where are you going with your spread pick this week? My spread pick this week, I'm actually going to go to the Rams versus the 49ers. I think the Rams keep rolling here. I know, I think 49ers have something to play for. But I think the Rams also, just seeding-wise, could use this one. I like how the Rams are playing. I like this team. Um, injuries to Garoppolo. I didn't feel like uh, Trey Lance led 49ers, put up a lot of points. again, And now they're going to go up against a really good Rams defense. So I don't know if Garoppolo's going to be back, if Lance is going to play. There's a lot of questions there. So I think Rams 4.5 there is going to be my bet. And for me, I'm going to go with a matchup we thought would have more implications than it does, which this team might be doing more scoreboard watching to figure out, do we pull up on the reins or do we keep hammering down? And that's the Patriots and Dolphins. The spread has it at seven points. I think that's a little too much for the Patriots. Dolphins always play them close in this week. Dolphins might even win this one because Patriots might say, uh, we're going to rest up for that week. Buffalo's, they're too far ahead. It's not going to matter. So for me, I think the seven-point spread with Patriots and Dolphins, regardless of what what they're playing for in terms of the Patriots nation, I think is too much. And I think the Dolphins will help keep it within that seven-point margin. Moving on to our over-unders. Nathan, what over-under are you looking at this week? I'm going to go to the Saints and Falcons. I think that, you know, these are Saints, I think, still have a shot as a playoff. So they're going to be playing well, but... Both of these teams are just right around 500. Um, and I think both of these teams are going to be looking to play hard to just finish the season strong. Um, I think Atlanta plays hard um, because, you know, Arthur Smith just thinking he needs to finish on a strong note um, for job security reasons. And just it's just good for the building, good for the players just to go out with a win, especially at home. But the Saints are vying for playoff spots, so I think this game could get real competitive. I'm going to pick the over here, though, over the 40. Um, I think I think both both sides are going to be kind of very desperate and try to score as much as possible. Yeah, uh, I think that's an excellent pick. So we went from two teams playing hard to my over-under, where one team is hardly playing in the New York football giants. Last week, I thought I had confidence in them playing the Bears, that they were going to go over their 35 or 38-point margin. Again, the line for over under for this particular game is 38 and a half against the Washington football team at New York, man, New York giants, you offensively, they are lost. Um, Jones is out on injury reserve. Glennon just went on injury reserve for his wrist. So you have whoever the quarterback is for New York football giants 
it's not going to matter. They're not going to score a lot of points. It Out of the last four games they've competed in, one of those times they've actually hit 20 points. I don't think they hit 20 points again this time. Um, everyone's ready to be done, try to walk away from that dumpster fire and try to figure something out that hopefully brings something that New York fans can be happy about again. Washington football team, they're not a high-scoring team. They can put points up, but they're not a high-scoring team. The times they have put up high points is out of necessity. They're a team that will put teams away comfortably, and that's where they'll hang out at. They're right around that 20-point margin where Giants have struggled to get to 10 points these last few weeks. So because of that, 38-and-a-half, way too much under for the Washington football team versus the New York Giants. Moving on to our money line. Nathan, money line. As we said before, this may be a difficult one, but which one do you think? would be the one to go with my money line wild card uh, or money line um, underdog here. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go with Cincinnati um, right now. They're six point dogs to Cleveland. Now rumor is Cincinnati's not going to play anybody. So, but Cleveland Cleveland's not going to play anybody either. So I know Baker is going to have the surgery. They're out of playoff contention. So they have nothing to play for. We talked about this earlier. It, it's so tough, tough to pick, especially money line. I'm just gonna go with Cincy here and uh, and hope for the best. Baker's injury is holding the team back. The team has a lot of talent on that roster, but I mean, if that money line's the most up to date one, then I gotta change my game real here. So on the fly, I'm going to say the team that ends up getting getting the upset air quotes with this is Packers at lines. The Lions get a win versus the Packers. It's because the Packers shut it down around halftime, their starters, if they even play that long. I said I wouldn't bet with in the favor of the Lions again, but I'm going to go against that trend just because Green Bay has clinched the number one seed. They have absolutely nothing to play for. The only thing they would be playing for is just going through reps, making sure they get game time action. But is it more important to be healthy or to get your reps in, and that's what the debate will be. Packers will shut it down around halftime, early third quarter, and that might be the opportunity the Lions are. This is a plucky bunch. They may not be uber talented, but the Lions will keep fighting. So that will be my money line for this week is the Lions upsetting the Packers. May regret that decision, but that's what I'm going to go with. Moving on, we're going to do our wild card first just because the Sunday night football game has so much riding for it because the winner gets into the playoffs. For our wild card, Nathan, what is your wild card pick for this week? Wild card pick, I'm going Carolina plus eight. Darnold is uh, back. I think you're going to get a better Carolina team. I think right now Tampa Bay, they are in complete opposite of what happened last year. I feel like last year towards the end of the season, you're like, wow, this team's clicking. The chemistry's great. Everything's really good over there. But now it's just spiraling now. Um, you still got Tom Brady, so you can't really count them out, but... It's just the Antonio Brown incident, um, all the injuries that they have. It's just everything seems to be not going their way right now, um, which is very opposite of last year. So uh, I think you're going to get a team that's going to look a little rusty going into this Carolina game. So I'm going to pick Carolina plus eight. Excellent. And for me, I'm going to go with in the Jets versus the Bills. Yes, Jets fans, you can decide the fate of the Patriots, which I'm sure there's plenty of revenge there for that fan base. And the points are at 43 and a half. Jets showed last week they are going to play tooth and nail and try to, their best to win, maybe squander that in some opinions. But they're going to fight tooth and nail with the Bills just to show, like you said with the Falcons, something next season to build off of. The points are at 43 and a half. This is 
quite a quick audible for me. So I'm going to say it's going to go over the 43 and a half. Bills will want to put them away. Jets will keep fighting until the bitter end. So it's going to go over 43 and a half with Jets versus the Bills. Moving on to our Sunday night football game. As I mentioned before, this has huge playoff implications when and you're in. So we have the Chargers visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. Nathan, what line are you looking at for this Sunday night? I'm going with the Chargers minus three. I think this is a team that um, I like the quarterback better. I like where the team's at better. When push comes to shove, I mean, the Raiders just had another incident this past week with one of their players, and I think it was some sort of car accident. But it just just doesn't end there. And um, I know the Raiders, man, of all that has happened, it's amazing how how long they've been really just hanging on to dear life. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pick the team that's been you know has less noise outside of the field. You know I'm gonna have pick the team that has you know I think a more consistent and better quarterback um, play. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers, the minus three here, and they clinch that wild card. Yeah, when you look at this game, you gotta look at different scenarios and factors. Both teams are playing well coming down this stretch. For a while, we felt like the Chargers had identity crisis. Raiders have been going through identity crisis throughout the whole year and seem every time someone wants to count them out, they've been rising back up in the Raiders. Chargers seem to have found themselves again. At least they're starting to figure themselves out. Know what do they have? What are What is going to put us in the best position? So for me, the line being two and a half, I'm going to agree with you, Nathan. I'm going to go with the Chargers two and a half. I feel more confident in what they could put up and what they can be and what could happen in this game. I feel like the Chargers end up squeaking out and getting into the playoffs. And so to do that, they're going to win. They're going to, have to win this game two and a half. I think it's going to, the winner is going to be over that. And I'm picking the Chargers for the Sunday night football game. And with that said, those are our picks for the NFL week 18. We'll, it'll be interesting to see who's out in the field, who isn't, and more of by choice than protocols of course so we'll see what's going on there the college football championship is just around the corner so we'll be anxious to see how that all turns out but for today we'll put an end to that episode thank you so much for listening you've been listening to the sports forecasters you have nathan singer i'm nick alvarez and we'll see you next time